Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Of the Locked On Browns podcast. Jeff, how you doing? We good, G. How you doing today? Hey, listen, man, I, wanna, I want you to react to something real quick. I, I just want to play a little audio for you, dog. Let me set this up to you. Um, I, you know, I'm asking about this 20 carry mark right here around here, and I talked about it uh, with you uh, about a day ago, right? Yeah. We kind of set that up on a, on a little situation we was talking about, and I had to come back and give you the audio. And this is this is uh, you know, Nathan's a girl. Shout out to Nathan. He's uh, you know, Browns Radio Network. He came on with me and Jonathan Peterlin, and he, he talked a little bit about why the Browns sometimes want to keep Nick Chubb within a certain amount of carries. Uh, the, the real stats that stand out for Nick Chubb and one of the reasons that I think the Browns people are going to say, well, why is he not at 20 carries every week? His efficiency does fall off around carry 18, 19 historically. And when you're looking at keeping guys healthy, which the Browns certainly want to do, that's one of the reasons they keep him around that number. And they have Kareem Hunt, as we've talked about, who has led the league in rushing in his own right. Well, I'm going to just let you go off that. What, do, what, you thought, what are your thoughts, Jeff? Sometimes you wonder where the uses analytics maybe takes away from, you know, the heart of the game, the feel of the sport, the moment. <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure that's not, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's, it's all legitimate to it as far as, you know, the math and the way they're monitoring it. But, you know, to say, you know, maybe if you lost the game because, you know, you were at a certain number and you couldn't go over it, it does seem, you know, like maybe you're using – too much math, perhaps? Too much analytics, perhaps? You know, for me, I, I look at it like this. I'll always – so say, for instance, we're in the first half, right? We're in the first half of the game. Nick Chubb got it going. 12 carries, almost 90, 100 yards. So you go into that game, and it's still a close game because Nick Chubb kept you in it, right? You might be down three <laughs> points, but he kept you in it, right? So now you go into, you know, the second half of the game, does that mean as a play caller, well, I already used 12 carries in the first half. I know I can't go over 20 here, so I got eight carries. So let me figure out how to move these eight carries around in the third and fourth quarter so that I can still get my best player on the field, but yet still look out for his injury, you know, no injuries, and we want to keep him fresh. And you could be fresh and lose the game, bro. <laughs> you could be really – I'm sure Nick Chubb would rather be tired uh, and, and, and that's why he lift all those weights in these videos rather than being fresh and, and, and taking L's. Uh, the problem is, is well, what, you know, is it, is it like the standard? Is it the Bible? Is it absolutely has to be done week in, week out? What are you going to do on a day where maybe you're playing in treacherous weather? And, you know what I'm saying, where passing's not really an option, you know, 
look, analytics are great. You know, this is you know how a lot of people live their lives nowadays. Obviously, it's all about information and having information at hand to make the best, most informed decision you can. You know, but at the end of the day, if your team doesn't win enough games, you know, do you say, well, you know, I understand I'm losing my job, but you know, that was the number. I wasn't allowed to use them any more than that. Some of it does seem, you know, maybe you know kind of like we're jumping the shark a tad bit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I hear you, man. But speaking of, even with that being said, um, I still think that the, the offense has been pretty good. I still think the offense has done a good enough job. And, and, and we talked about it a little bit. I think Jacoby Brissett has played well beyond uh, what's his, what, what his moniker is. I think he's played well beyond what people thought he was going to do. And that's why I'm all into adapting. And what I mean by adapting is, you know, you don't have to wait till Deshaun Watson gets here to figure it out. You can coach the team that you got right here. And he's done a good enough job with, with, with Jacoby Brissett to win games while it counts right now. And I think this is a big-time opportunity for the Cleveland Browns to say, listen, I'm probably going to get an opportunity to to win a game in Miami if I could play the same way I was playing going into the bye. Oh, no question about it. Look, the way this team has played, and I think the key has been, you know, over the last two weeks, starting in Baltimore, and then, of course, on Monday night against the Bengals, is this defense is starting to look more and more like we thought this defense was going to, you know, basically play this year. It's never been a fact, you know, never been a case this season that the offense, you know, wasn't getting it done. Look, you know, the Patriots game, obviously, they, you know, they, they didn't play well that week. But, you know, week in, week out, where we discuss these Browns' losses, it's never the offense that becomes basically the headline or, you know, the, the conversation starter. It's always been, you know, that the defense couldn't put together 60 minutes of football. When you look at this, uh, this game, and, and we talked about some of the guys that are going to be out, uh, JOK is not going to be in this game. David Njoku is not going to be in this game. Um, you know, which one of those would you say is the most impactful um, in, in terms of guys that are going to need to step up uh, to, to see if we can get a win in Miami? I think in this scenario, it's probably the joke who's probably the bigger loss. Look, yeah, Tony Taki Taki played a strong week last week on Monday Night Football against the Bengals. Uh, Deion Jones was able to be active, had a sack in that game as well. Um, offensively, look, David Njoku, before the injury, was your number two target. He had been, you know, essential, integral as far as his job as the number one tight end, as far as an inline blocker and everything he brought to you in the receiving game. The Browns were able to circumnavigate that against the Bengals by playing big, playing a lot of extra linemen as tight ends, and it worked out for him. Um, but as we talked about it, that's great. But, you know, you're basically telling the defensive side of the ball, we're running the ball here. You know what I'm saying? When you bring in extra linemen to play tight ends, you really can't call passing plays. You're not going to send Michael Dunn out on a route. You're not going to send James Hudson out on a route. So, you know, you can only go with it for so long. So definitely the loss, you know, the bigger loss here is David Najoku, you know, and the fact that he'd been playing very, you know, to the level of, you know, what the Browns paid him, which I think a lot of people felt wasn't going to be the case. A lot of people felt it was more money than maybe, you know, Najoku was worth or would ever be able to match as far as his production. But, you know, at the time of his injury, that had not been the case. David Njoku had been doing everything the Browns were asking. Talking to Jeff Lloyd on the Locked, of the Locked on Browns podcast, and he's on the North Arms at Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Um, Jeff, this is this is a game, and, and I've been kind of, you know, drumming this up a little bit 
Um, but but I actually, you know, sometimes you say stuff, and when you work in the media, you're doing these shows. Sometimes you get a little excited. But I, I literally do see, um, I do see a path where the Cleveland Browns start to build a little momentum here. I take a look at what they did against the Ravens, slowing down Lamar Jackson. I take a look at their best effort that they've had on Monday Night Football uh, against Joe Burrow, who's been putting up crazy numbers against everybody else. They were able to shut him down. And some people say they don't believe in momentum. But I do say this. If you can come out here and you can get a win against a team that has been putting up crazy points against everybody, two of the most prolific receivers this year, and and it's a historical uh, stats that they're putting up, now you set yourself up, and I don't want to look ahead too far, but then that's our job. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, the Browns have to worry about today. I could go look forward to next week, but now you look at it. We already chalked the win up for Buffalo, right? We thought there's no way the Browns are beating Buffalo with Josh out. Now look at what we got going on. Tom Brady and the Buffalo, or excuse me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 4-5. and five. They're under 500. They had to win their last game in late uh, fashion just to get to 4-5. and five. Now, all of a sudden, these games are all of a sudden looking like winnable games. Do do, do you believe that the players sense that um, and, and, and see that there's an opportunity here? I think early in the season, it's hard to say, oh, you know, will Deshaun Watson will be back after 11 games? Because it almost feels like an eternity, you know. But you keep in mind, you know, as fast as the NFL season goes, you talk about 11 games, 12 weeks when you're including the bye. It does seem like, you know, it's a forever situation. Um, Now that, you know, Deshaun Watson is permitted, you know, to go back into the building in a small, you know, small facet like he was, the fact that he comes back to the building full-time on Monday, being able to practice for the next two weeks before he makes his return, it starts to give some realism to the fact that, you know, Deshaun will be here soon. Now the issue is, is, you know, is Deshaun Watson coming back to – a season to maybe save an opportunity to get this team to the playoffs, which means this team has to go at worst two and one over these next three games as the Jacoby Brissett era ends. And you know, you think Tampa the way they look, that could be a game you can win. You know, you have to have one of Buffalo or Miami, which is a difficult task, seeing as both are road games, both are solid teams, both have been highly potent offenses to this point this year. But the Browns defense the last two weeks you're starting to see what you expect from it um and you factor in that Denzel Ward is now back um you still have a player like Martin Emerson who has been excellent as a rookie Greg Newsom starting to you know, round back in a form because he has missed some time as well you're talking about this team starting to look like the defense we expected it to and with the way the offense is played and now you're pairing that with a defense that is you know, looking like you know they can contribute and do their part, then you think, yes, the Cleveland Browns are a team that can play with anybody in the NFL if they click on all cylinders, and that's including the fact if it's Jacoby Brissett at the quarterback position. Looking towards the defense, um, Miles Garrett seemed to be really invigorated last week. Uh, you, you think he's – He's back locked in. Um, you know, do you, do you think there was some residual effects of the car accident and, and, and things and, and that's worked out of his system? Well, anytime you're talking anything shoulder-related, it's always a question of range of motion and, you know, what exactly you can do as far as, you know, your swim moves, your rip moves, spin moves, and all these things that make Miles Garrett this special, special talent at the defensive end position that he is. When you're out there and you're hampered and you cannot do everything – 
in your arsenal, uh, of course, it's a little bit more difficult to succeed. Also, I think maybe it's, you know, the point of starting to smell it here. Like, you know, hey, this is it. This is slipping away from us if we don't get this right and get this right immediately. Nobody wants to have Deshaun Watson walk in the door those last few days in November where he is back officially at QB1. And then you're saying, well, you know, we're basically just playing out the string. Nobody wants to be in that situation. Um, you know, so a lot of guys are going to have to, you know, go extra hard because they have to undo a lot of work and a lot of mistakes that this team made early in the season that should have, you know, in games that they lost that they should have never lost. So I feel it's a sense of urgency. I think there's also some excitement to it. Everybody knows the talent that Deshaun is on the field. Uh, so I think there's a lot of factors with that and the fact that they're smelling his return, but also understanding the importance that, you know, they have to play well. They have to be successful over these next three games before he plays. Otherwise, you know, for at least this year, it's going to be, you know, all in vain. This, uh, you, you know, this team, we uh, I kind of glazed over it. Um, do you think this, this, uh, t- this uh, Miami Dolphins team, this is the – um, present the biggest challenge for Joe Woods uh, so far this season with what they can do offensively uh, from a uh, receiver standpoint? I would say, yeah, it's probably, you know, because when you talk about two guys combined here and whether it's through, what, nine games or ten games where these guys are combined, uh, you have two receivers combined already for 2,000 yards. Tyreek Hill is on uh, is possibly going to break the record for most receiving yards through the first 10 games in an NFL slate, which is just amazing to think for as long as the NFL has been around. Um, They are so dangerous as deep receivers. They are so dangerous as underneath receivers and they're, you know, the run after catch ability. Uh, You'd have to say, I mean, I don't think, you know, that you look at them and and they scare you as this huge complete offense. But that passing game and the fact that they basically have almost two guys that are kind of carbon copies of each other and their speed, you know, cannot essentially be matched by, you know, many people in the NFL, I'd say by far, yeah, it's probably the toughest test at this point, yes. You know, some of the stuff that they do, uh, <laughs> they can they can really take the top off of the defense. Uh, it's almost a catch-22. You don't really want to. Leave your corners out there one-on-one. I think the Browns' corners have done a better job of staying in front of people, no missed assignments. But at the same time, those guys can get behind you if you run a man-on-man coverage, right? So you got to get home. And if you're running zone, it's a situation where your linebackers might not get enough depth in order to affect these deep crossing routes or deep over routes. Um, and, and it also puts you in a place where you're playing in space with guys that are very shifty, very fast, and we've seen them take balls to the house with, with a couple missed tackles. So I, I think they're going to have to really mix that up. Um, you know, and, and Denzel Ward coming back is going to be a, a major thing for, for the Browns here. Um, Denzel, how, how, have you th- uh, how do you think he's going to return? He's been out three weeks. Um, what, what do you think you'll see from him? And he, I mean, he's throwing, getting thrown right back into the fire. Um, I, I'm not concerned. I mean, and, you know, obviously, you know, one of the deficiencies that everybody, you know, maybe has their issues with it with Denzel Ward is there's always been missed time uh, in every season. But, you know, that kind of aids him in this, you know, it's not his first time coming back from injury. Uh, You know, the fact that it was the bye week last week. So, you know, he was able to study the Miami Dolphins with the premise that he was going to be back for this game. So he had, you know, a second week to prepare for his return. 
Uh, granted, it is you know a very, very tall task when you're talking Jalen Waddell. You are talking Tyreek Hill. Um, but, you know, it seemed, you know, you, you made your bed. You got to lie on it. When you gave away games against the Jets and the other games that the Browns gave away, you're in a situation now where, you know, you basically got to climb the mountain and, you know, kind of got to knock out maybe one of the bigger dogs to get yourself righty, to get your season righted here. Uh, I think Denzel's going to come in. I think he's going to perform well. I think the fact that the Miami likes to challenge a lot between the hash marks, I think that's going to work because I think it's going to be better for the Browns' safeties. Sometimes when the safeties are running sideline to sideline, there are some issues, there are some missed tackles. I think if everything is going to essentially you know, be in front of them, I think you're going to get a much stronger performance out of this defense as a whole. And it certainly helps that you bring in a Denzel Ward and combine that with the way these guys have played over the last couple of weeks without him. All right, Jeff, let's get, get a prediction from you uh, for Miami. I'm taking a W. I think the Browns are going to go in there and get this done tomorrow. I think everything for them is trending the right way. Uh, I think the fact that the Browns' pass rushers have really been smart and disciplined over the last few weeks, uh, the fact that you're starting to mix in some blitzes now. You saw Taki Taki with a big sack, Deion Jones with a big sack Monday Night Football. Tua is not – the one thing Tua doesn't have is you know elite size. You know, only six foot, only about 210 pounds. You get in there, you crash the pocket, you play with length, you get your arms in the air, the Isaiah Thomas of the world, the Alex Wrights of the world. Of course, the Davion Clowney, all smart and disciplined if they're not getting home, to get their hands in the air to cause you know, disruption, cause deflections, you know, close passing windows, take to his eyes off of what he's seeing. Um, and offensively, I, I think they're going to continue to do what they do. You know, I think they're going to be able to run the ball with success. Um, you know, uh, as far as, you know, Amari Cooper, this is a week where I think, you know, Amari Cooper is going to continue to play well. Uh, Miami's secondary has not been top shelf this year. They have some good names. They're certainly not playing like them. Xavier Howard has been a top corner the last few years. He's not playing, you know, up to his capabilities, up to his standards that he has the last few years. I think the Browns go in there. They're going to pretty much shock everybody. I think Browns going to go in there, and I think Browns going to pull this out by, like, a touchdown. All right, man, Jeff, man, I'll, that, that sounds good, man. That sounds good. You get a touchdown. Deshaun Watson is getting back into the building. All of a sudden, that energy is building. It's, it's building, Jeff. I thank you so much for coming on this morning. Have a good rest of your day, man. All the best, G. Everybody have a great day. All right, man, Jeff Lloyd uh, of the Locked On Browns podcast. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.